and Jesus were already happy without us. But God, he is love. First John teaches us that, especially in chapters three and four. God is love. And because God is love, God wants to give, not just be satisfied with his own happiness. And so he went and created man. It's a love story. It's a story of God being so filled with love, he said, I want to create so I can give my love to others. I want to love. It's the same reason parents will want to have children, not because it's cheaper, but because a parent wants to love someone. They have all this love inside of them for each other, and then that love grows, and they just want to give that love to someone else. Sure, there are parents who sometimes get caught up in, oh, I want my kid to be a baseball player or in the NBA or CEO of a great company. But you know what? Most of those parents, no matter what you may think, they started out saying, I want to love someone. That's why we exist. Human beings are here because God is a God of love and he wanted to share his happiness. Guess what? That's the purpose of us finding happiness. Once we find happiness, we've got to gain purpose. We can't just sit there and go, well, I'm happy and I don't care about everybody else. And believe me, I used to do that for a lot of years. Once we get those experiences of happiness and we get through those difficult times and find happiness, even through difficulty, we've got to always sit down and say, you know, I shouldn't just enjoy this happiness and these answers to happiness. I should share my happiness. What does the Bible teach even more about God and the idea of sharing happiness? In Luke 15, 7, in the same way, there's more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. You know what God says? I appreciate everybody at church and I'm glad they're there. I love them deeply. But what I'm worried about is the one who's not there. God is always saying, I already love you 99, but I'd like to get to 100. I already love you 100, but I like to get to 101. That's how God is. He's always wanting to love more people. You know, sometimes in churches, people are like, hey, it's kind of full in here and I like my seat and I've got my favorite seat and I got my favorite angle on the preacher man. And so I, 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 I really don't want anybody taking my seat. And so we don't really want that person coming in who needs God's love sometimes. You know how you can kind of feel that way? Like, I'm comfortable, I like my church, it's just the right size. And then all of a sudden you show up one Sunday and there's a new person and they took your seat. So what you doing taking my seat? What you doing taking my happiness? They're not taking your happiness, they just wanna share it. God shares his happiness, Luke 15, 24. This is the famous parable of the prodigal son. For this beloved son of mine was once dead, but now he's alive again. Once he was lost, but now he is found and everyone celebrated with overflowing joy. You know, what God is teaching us in these two verses is that he shares his happiness and he wants us to share our happiness with those who don't have it. A people of God who won't share their happiness have not truly experienced the love of God because to experience the love of God is to become like God and want to give love to others. Psalm 40 talks about this in verse eight. I take joy in doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. I've told all your people about your justice. I've not been afraid to speak out as you, O Lord, well know. I've not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. I've talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I've told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. You know what it says here? He's saying, Lord, I get so much joy 
out of doing what you want. You know why? He's experienced God's happiness and now he wants to share it. In Psalm 51, David got himself into some real trouble, got into adultery, got into murder. I mean, he's a king and he did that and it broke him. Have you ever been there? I've been there where your own failings and your own sins have broken you. But you know what, when he was broken, he was broken into real happiness. See, when he was committing murder and adultery, he wasn't happy. He was chasing happiness. But when he got broken and he repented, he found happiness. What we want to do is people will find happiness, not people who chase happiness. In Psalm 51 verse 10, create in me a pure heart. This is David getting back to God. He's doing what we've talked about earlier. He's got the right focus. He's not worried about, will I lose being king? He's not worried about my reputation. He's not worried about what will my kids think. He's not worried about anything except I've got to get my heart right with God so I can get my heart right with all the people that I know. Create in me a pure heart, O oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Don't let me quit. Do not cast from me your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me, Lord. And now that I'm in this spot where I have lost my heart for you, I want it back. Verse 12, restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. He's saying, please give it back to me. You know, David was the one who wrote, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. He always valued the quiet anonymity of life with God over the notoriety of being king over a nation. And he was coming back home. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, my total trust in you, that you'll save me, you'll rescue me, and you'll take care of me, and I don't have to control everything myself. I know control for me is where I go when I'm afraid. I go to controlling. I go to the fear and the emotionalism, and, and then the wanting to give up and quit and find a more comfortable and easy path. And David's saying, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not asking for the easy path, I'm asking for the path to joy. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. In verse 13, then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Look at this. He goes, once I've totally restored my relationship with you and I'm sharing in my happiness with you again, you know what I wanna do? I can't wait to get out and show other people who've gotten themselves messed up and messed over how to get their happiness back too. Sharing our happiness is the key. And I'll tell you something. If you wanna talk about sharing happiness, there's a little story. My wife finds all the great stories and all the great clips. There's a little story about a young Down syndrome kid, and I have Down syndrome son, young Down syndrome man, a little boy, rather, who went to a, 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 a young man himself who was going to give him a haircut. And when you watch how they share joy, I think it will encourage you that after finding happiness and all we've been talking about, to go out and say, can I share my happiness with someone else so they can find their happiness? Hey, we finished. <laughs>